Okay, it's been 150 years, but we're back. Coming to you live from scenic Sacramento, California. It's the 31st annual opening of San Diego Comic-Con. I'm your host, Rachel. I'm your host, Ari. And this is a special edition Legends in Review covering San Diego um, Comic-Con 2018. Also known as LineCon. Hashtag, this time it's personal. I said hashtag when I meant to say colon. Breaking news for all you sports fans. <laughs> breaking news for all you... Okay, hold on. I have breaking news from the floor from correspondent Jess Plinnies, who attended the con live, in person. Phil Clemmer. Soft. Soft skin. <laughs> the only true soft boy we have left. His hands. Soft. Okay, tone it the fuck down. <laughs> I uh, just needed to know what his Buffalo, skin... Buffalo Bill. I'm not gonna wear... I'm not down. gonna wear Phil Clemmer. First of all, it wouldn't fit. And second of all... <laughs> it would fit like... It would be really saggy yeah, and so, weird. No, he's because like, he's so slender. And I'm like Well, you would short, have to take like, have, parts from the rest of his body and like kind of... Yeah, like, I'd have to piecemeal a coat out of Phil Clemmer. And that's... Not, allegedly. I would have to allegedly... <laughs> if I was making a coat allegedly out of a human being. If I did it, here's how it happened. Like... Anyway, I don't, I do not make coats out of people. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. Why did you need to know what Phil Clemmer's skin felt like? It was just very important to me. Why? It just was. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and with that being said. With that being said. Nick um, Zano cannot provide an alibi for the. Nick Zano's. And Amityville murders. And let's go into the show. Nick Zanos fucking gold medallion saints necklace. I think it was has plat- me- I think it was no, no it was you gold. Know- it was gold. You it was don't, absolutely you don't, silver. It, you, no. It was no. absolutely they, silver. It should be gold. If it if it isn't gold, his grandmother didn't love him enough. No, because it, I know it's silver because uh, my Nick Zano, Tim, um loves my like, grandma silver. always has my grandma always has gold. No, women wear the gold medallions, men wear silver. When the how do you know? Because I know because Tim. Tim told you? I mean, Tim likes silver. My uncle's always worn... Tim liking silver doesn't count. That's not... It's a gold medallion. They're always medallion necklaces. Let me see it, you fuck. Is it a silver fucking... Is that it a... Could sa- be platinum. I don't think it's a saint's necklace. What do you think it is? Well, like, it's hard to tell, but they're usually... We're oval. looking at the photo. Yeah, we're looking at the... Hold on. No, is it like another circles. Photo? Maybe it's a coin? Maybe? Yeah, okay. So if he has a saint's medallion necklace on, I'm gonna kill myself. Whatever this thing is, I hate him. I hate that he's just such yes, a this fucking is our, this weirdo. Is, this is our biggest, this is our biggest Legends of Tomorrow Season 4 update. Nick Zano is a fucking wearing a hat. Blowout <laughs> Alright, here's, here's, here's another thing, is that Nick Zano clearly wears a hat to all the Comic-Cons because they don't have enough time to do his hair before yeah. they hit the floor. And I hate it. Um, I mean, like, that's fair, because, like, the, you know how, like, I wear sunglasses when I haven't done my eye makeup, because yeah, I'm like, I don't want yeah. people seeing my horrible eyes. Yeah, my mother will, like, put on lipstick in the car as it's moving, as she's Oh, yeah, driving, I've seen her do it. One-handed. She's... But she'll also be wearing her sunglasses, because she's like, nobody can know that I'm <laughs> not wearing, not wearing makeup, makeup under this, but I'll just put some lipstick on. <laughs> Again, as she's driving the car, and you she just, goes fast. She does go really she fast. She goes fast. It's kind of it's kind of frightening. Anyway, and, and there was anyway. This has nothing to do with San Diego Comic Con, but I will say, San Diego Comic Con is the opposite of driving in a car with Rachel's mom. Because here's the thing. Um, what you wait, know, can you can you please encapsulate what driving in a car with Rachel's mom means? Fast, extremely loud, and incredibly close, and very fast. And that very is fast, very fast lipstick. <laughs> that's the, that's the experience. <laughs> But I, you know, fucking Grand Theft Auto. God, 
I, I, you know, I will say I don't see as many people. Maybe it's just I've moved out of different fandom circles. Yeah. I don't see as many people like, oh, I can't go to San Diego Comic Con. That sucks. I think people have kind of cottoned on to the fact that this con is Line Con, the musical. Line Con, the musical. Because second of the way that like social media and um, the internet have kind of turned into the second that that trailer hits. Like, in Hall H, it is immediately also hitting YouTube. Kind of makes people be like, you know, why don't I just stay the fuck home? Well, we were actually thinking because as, like, very seasoned con-goers. Oh, God, are we? And as people who know a lot about the inner workings of conventions and then who know a lot about San Diego Comic-Con, not just from people on the floor, but from people who, like, work it. Yeah. The thing about San Diego Comic-Con is that it's a very celebrity-heavy con. Yeah. Like, I would love to do press for it, but I would not love to go to it as a, like, a I wouldn't person. even do press. That would be too stressful for me. I mean... I love press, but, like, Yeah, we, know. you know, as people who have been on the other side of the press table and who have done interviews... In, like, cosplay, incidentally, in, which is which always is, really fun. They, they, we actually did interview Matt Ryan, I think. Yes, were you I was Power M- Girl. You were Power Girl. So, you know, I, she you was Power Girl. I was Barda. So I had, like, this... It, it was, it was, it was, it was a good time. I'm pretty sure he was just... Very confused. Very nice, but very Matt confused. Ryan is very sweet, Press tables but... are really fun, but San Diego Comic-Con is just very... Rushed. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, go, go, go. You got like, you got like 10 minutes. They're shaking you. 10, 10 is long, honestly. You usually get, like, when we were doing New York, I would be told, like, you get six. And then they would push it to 10. Yeah. Because they wanted to give good answers. Yeah. I'm assuming at San Diego, you probably get four or five. It's, it depends on the person. Yeah. That was the other thing, too, is depending on, depending on the thing depending yeah. on the people you're interviewing you could have like one year we did the venture brothers and we had like just a half hour. we were just sitting there and talking for like a half hour it was really nice and yeah. then like when we did um justice league we did justice league dark and that was like you got like five seconds yeah um go 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 and we had to leave that one early because we had like yeah, a shoot to, to go it. to and then they were like oh why are you leaving and i'm like because we have other fucking shit we don't have time to sit around in a press room i know <laughs> and then like just wait wait for other people that's the thing it's a yeah. lot of press is just waiting for people to come in and out that you're interviewing for a publication so you don't really get to i mean you can pick certain things to show up at and sign up for but like sometimes you're just sitting there waiting for people to like show up and to ask whoever the hell comes into the press room yeah. questions which can get kind of exhausting. But yeah. in any case, I really don't know why that, like, I'm kind of impressed with people who go to San Diego I Comic-Con. honestly kind of think that San Diego Comic-Con should possibly move into just a press-only kind of thing or have a press-only... Press-only, like, day? Day or something. Or something. I just... Do, like, think, Wednesday as a press-only day. I don't know, because, like, just the lines, it's too... It is too big for its own yeah. support. And that's the thing, is, like, New York is sort of starting to get there, but a lot of celebrities don't go to New York... It's just a sheer volume of people. Yeah. And the smart thing New York did was that they moved, like, The Walking Dead and stuff that takes all day They moved day the celebrity panels to Madison the, Square Garden, yeah. so it's almost like they separated the con into celebrity stuff and con stuff. Yeah. And I think San Diego needs that distinction really badly. Yeah. I don't know what the stadium situation is in San Diego. It's definitely not... And this is from someone who, like, loves... I have so many fucking toys. I have so many fucking action figures, so many toys, so many odds and ends. But, like, con exclusives are, like, such a nightmare to get. It's yeah. not even, like, a guaranteed thing. Like, you have, like, you have... I've, I didn't know raffle systems were a thing for, like, just autograph signings and exclusives until 
because you don't do that at New York Comic Con. There are some exclusives, but there's no there's no Thunderdome for them. But at San Diego Comic Con, it's the like Funko exclusives of New York now. Yeah, that's more like, like they have like a hundred of them, and you have to just of, be what, there. What kind of person? Would, also, would go be. to Toy Tokyo in like two months. We'll have like I don't, time I don't for them. Think, uh, okay, so Toy Tokyo is a store on the Lower East yeah. Side that specializes in carrying rare toys, including con exclusives. Yeah. Which is really useful. And I mean, like, here's the thing is I, you know, with that in mind, we're also kind of speaking of this, uh, about this from mm-hmm. the perspective of people who live in an urban area and who can just go get the exclusives. Yeah. But and it's also like, honestly, can travel online. to and from cons easily. But that's the thing is like, I wanted to do this because if you are a con goer, I almost want to like sort of explain what going to a San Diego Comic Con or a Wizard World or yeah. an HVFF are. Like, cons that are super celebrity heavy... Are so different. In my experience, are not really that fun. No, I, I, I hate mean, like, them. I'm probably going to go to HVFX because we have a group that wants to go with us. God. And it's I get inexpensive such... and easy to go to, and we'll take photos outside. It's got Well, that's that the thing. Is it's inexpensive because you're paying, like, a sh- through the nose for celebrity yeah. stuff. But, like, here's the thing, listeners. I have crippling anxiety. <laughs> um, we met Brandon Routh Oh, yes. Hello. Breaking news. Baking news. We did meet right. Brandon oh, Routh. And we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, get into that. But basically, I was literally, we like went back to go say hi to him again. And I almost started crying because I was like, I literally cannot do this. I cannot. Like, I'm like, I can't. I can't meet celebrities. I'm fucking terrible at it. Unless I'm doing press. Which is weird, because, like, I'm really confident with press, but, like, if I'm just meeting them as, like, a fan, I'm like, I'll fucking kill myself right here and now. Like, I don't test me. Okay, so here's In the a thing. joke way. In a funny if way. If you go to HVFF, like, it, depending on who it's you want to see, forever. it's just a lot of lines, you have to pay for a selfie, you have to pay for an autograph. I have never, I've done the selfie, I've done the autograph. I have never in my life done a photo op. It is no. a very uncomfortable thing for me where you have no. to, like, go up. You're like, let's hold hands. Yeah, no. I'm like, I'm like, photo. I'm it's not improv. It's very impersonal. It, it is. <laughs> I, it's me approaching Stephen Amell, yelling a location, uh, an occupation. The exact date and time of his death. The exact um, date and time of his death. And then that's just the photo I want is me telling Stephen Amell the exact date and time. Yeah. Right now, um, this night. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the sort of thing where, like, allegedly, allegedly, I've, I've never, I've um, never shown a knife to Stephen Amell. I've never shown a knife to anyone. Um, <laughs> that being said, like celebrity cons are like a whole other kettle of fish, and they're mm-hmm. not. My idea of fun is going to a con and like rifling through bins looking for old comics or toys. My or idea of fun taking at photos a cons. and cosplay. My idea of fun at a con is one preparing a cosplay, two getting your photo taken a lot. And three, um, I'm a really big fan of, like, weird jewelry and kitsch stuff like that. And also seeing friends. And seeing, I mean, I, seeing, we have some friends, we have some people that we would, I wouldn't call them friends, but they certainly know us. Yeah, they're aware of our existence, regrettably. They sure sure do like us a whole lot. (laughs) But that's not the point. The point is, you know, I guess it's just the sort of thing where it's like, if you're, like, upset you're not at San Diego Comic-Con, for the love of God, don't be. Please. Most of these other, most of these celebrities, minus, like, the really big fucking names, mm-hmm. are going to be at other cons. If you really want to see them, there's other more intimate spaces yeah. where you can see them and not be like, hi, okay, goodbye, and have waited six hours to do that. I will say, that. if you really want to go to a big con, Dragon Con doesn't cap, you can get an Airbnb. Um, it is so Fuck it's very humid. hot. It's very hot. But I am. They have like they separate. They have like a building for celebrity stuff. They that's have nice. like a building for the con floor. They have like an artist alley that's like really intense crafted stuff. Tight. Also, as someone who's from New York State, 
Um, you cannot literally like buy a knife. You can buy anywhere. You could buy like the they, fucking. I go to Dragon Con and they're literally just like knives, knives for children. This is, this is I'm the, like this is and like they're a, sharp, and yeah. I'm like, you can just sell this. This is Dio Brando's knife hell now. Bitch. I don't understand a word of what That's you just right. said. That's right. I started reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, so, so are Ari, you excited Ari... for more obscure anime references? Yeah, That's we're going, going into season four. This, this the obscure <laughs> so anime. Sorry. Does JoJo's season... really count as obscure anymore? Because it used to be like ten years ago. I don't know what it is. Uh, All right, the anime reference of season four the is anime... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So start brushing up now. <laughs> so you might as well. You got time. Um, I mean, here's the thing is, let's actually get to... Wait, here's... should we get to the... Like, before we get into the con, should we get into our meeting with one... Oh, God. Uh, okay. Brandon... Okay. I don't know what his middle name is. Brandon... <laughs> Brandon... Oh, God, we introduced ourselves with a magic reference. I hate this, Ralph. Okay, so, um, San Diego Comic-Con correspondent, Jess Plinnies, <laughs> managed to get these cards from, like, Legends of Tomorrow season 1 and 2 that, like, you pull a card and it's got, like, a scene on it. I don't know anything about Magic know, the Gathering, I don't know what kind disclaimer. of tarot this is. I don't know if I pulled a card that's the Rayabard card. What does that mean <laughs> about my future? Don't say that! That's a cursed word! You can't say Is that say the it? same as the tower? Yeah, well, yeah, the tower's the really, yeah. Uh, is it, there are is no it the bad devil? cards, but no, I mean, the, the devil is so also, if like, no bad, like a... There are no bad cards, only Rayovard ones. Okay, so anyway. Stop it! Correspondent, <laughs> our correspondent was showing Brandon these cards. Oh, God. And explaining to him the caption, and I said, yeah, so are you, like, a mana or a land deck? Like, what are your I didn't stats? understand this, and also, I'm and deaf, he just so looks at I me, And it. he looks at me and goes, oh, hello. And I'm like... <laughs> First of all, how dare you look me in my eyes? How dare you? Here's the thing. Again, as I've stated before on this podcast, I'm 5'1", and as you all know, I had a horrible fear of meeting Brandon Rouse that he would, like, crush me. And here's the thing. I tried to tell him this as a joke, and he seemed kind of, a, like, like sad that I was afraid of his height. Well, you can't tell big dogs that they're too big. It's like when you tell a big dog... Dogs just, don't understand what you're saying. They know when you don't want them to sit on your lap, and they get really I sad. I never told Brandon Rouse. No, I know you didn't, but... No. I never said that. You never said it, but you felt it. But secondly... I... I I would, I, here's the thing. Would I get crushed? Absolutely. My point, nice my, my point is, is like dogs get really sad when they're really big and you're like, no, don't sit on my lap. Okay. You're too big. And that was kind of the vibe. So here's the thing is that Ari and I, um, we never shut up. No, we never. never and it, it was this forever. It was the whole it thing. It was this forever. And I think, I don't even remember. We're having our normal repertoire. Our normal repertoire. We're back. Our tete a tete. Now here's the thing. It's tete a tete. Okay. Our titty a titty. Our titty titty. Bang, bang. And I don't know how to pronounce it, okay? It's fine. French is a stupid language. No, nope, not going to say that. <laughs> French is a... I'm going to cut that out. French is a... Why are you afraid of upsetting the French? Is Emmanuel Macron going to break in your house? Like... He knows where I live. <laughs> oh, God. What was the point of this? Right. Okay, so we were so, doing this. So we were doing our normal... <laughs> Whatever this is. Now, keep in mind that Ari and I have had conversations, including one time when we fought on the subway, not physically, but with our words, for 20 straight minutes about who would win in a fight, Godzilla or King Kong. Now, in my defense, I gravely overestimated the height of King Kong. And so they don't I call was Godzilla wrong. the king of all monsters as, like, a well, way to make him feel thing. better here's about himself. Thing. I thought when they said the king of all monsters, they meant all of the monsters in his like franchise. The no, they mean the king of all monsters as in, like, you come for the king, you best not miss kind of king. Like, that kind of king. What That's is that God- a reference to? I think The Wire. 
Yes, okay. Well, the, the wire is weird. Okay, here's the thing. We redo the wire, <laughs> but it was but with Please. kaiju. I mean, here's the thing is, honestly, doing, like, a cop show about dealing with crime in the aftermath of monster attacks No, no, no. Really the fun. monsters are the, the, are the characters okay. on the show. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so, right, anyway, so Godzilla we were, is a cop. So we were doing this. But Godzilla's and not Brandon a cop. And Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh looks... Yeah, cops are fascist. Godzilla's not a cop. Godzilla's anyway. not a cop. Godzilla would never be a cop. Godzilla God. eats cops. Godzilla eats cops. Anyway. I want that on a shirt. Okay, so, so we, were, we doing were doing this. And Brandon Routh looks down at us. And you have to keep in mind that I assume him looking down at me like, you know when you see an ant on the sidewalk? I assume that's what it looks like to <laughs> Well, the problem is, is he's also looking down at you. And I was wearing a corset. So it was really, he was looking mm. down at you in like the top view of my tits just to get eye contact top, with you. Top down. Top so like, down. Oops. And he goes, and he goes, and do you know what Brandon fucking Routh says to me? To us? Do you know what Brandon Routh said to us in what is the fifth year of Luigi? He says, you guys are so funny. You should have a show. And listener, my life has never known peace since that yeah. fucking snakes, moment. Snakes physically manifested in my home. I, which is which fine. Is, which is, which is, which is I, I, I actually, had one. I actually already. He was already here when. Yeah. when he we, was already here, so it was kind of like not a big deal. Tim but physically manifested Tim, in my home. Tim, he came home from work. My <laughs> point is, um, here's the thing. We here's, that was somehow not the worst here? part. Is he here? Can he, he hear us? Yes. Or was he just Brandon? or was he just saying what random people have said to us before, which is like you two are so funny, you're like Abbott like, and Costello, you have such a great repertoire, it's, it's so funny really listening weird. to you, you laugh all the time. And like strangers tell us like, that. It's nice, and it's one but of also those things where I'm like, maybe he was being maybe, genuine maybe. about it, or maybe he was fucking shading us. <laughs> so if you're listening, what the fuck? And if you're not, listener, what the fuck? <laughs> listener, what the fuck? Okay, so like listen, that was somehow not the worst part because we had gone to it actually my first my very first con, Anime Next, we had gone there and it was weird to go back as an adult because I'm like, wow, I used to think this con we did was go to so Anime big Next. and it's so tiny. God, we were overdressed but for we that. We were so overdressed for it. But anyway, the point is is somebody was selling a bunch of pins and Brandon's much cooler and hotter wife. Courtney Ford, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow Season 4 regular. Yeah. And mother of correspondent, just plenty. <laughs> but um there were buttons someone was selling of her character from Fallout 4. So we bought one. Yeah, she if you played Fallout 4, she voices she's Piper. Piper. And so we gave that to Brandon. And we said, oh, we got this in an anime con. We said, and we got it at Anime Next. Yes, we got it. And in again, keep in mind that when I speak to him, I'm just trying to just speak yelling in his in a general direction. Yeah. Um, so it took us a while. I think it, I think we had to walk away first. And then we stopped. And after, we were, oh my God, we fucking told him yeah, we got so, it at an anime con. So, so now he knows that we go to anime cons. And if he listens to this fucking podcast, I assume he probably already knew that given everything else about this podcast. But like, motherfucker! And if he doesn't listen to this podcast, then I guess he just... Because here's the thing, is that we might be seeing him a bit more this fall, but who knows? I'm going to die. Here's the thing, is that maybe... Maybe we'll just put a wig on Tim and tell tell Brandon that you remember. <laughs> Please, that's so mean. Don't do that to Tim. Listen, you know that Tim doesn't know anything. My my anxiety is through the fucking, fucking roof, roof right now, like all the time. But uh, he is. I mean, like that's the thing is, it's not like he was like genuinely like really sweet and really we chill got him, and so okay, nice. So I I got him two fucking shirts. I'm like, here's the thing is, I don't want him to think I'm setting a precedent or like I'm spoiling him. That's really that, rich because we were planning on to... making Courtney a Piper tall. Yeah, but that's different. Courtney deserves yeah. all the love and yeah. gifts in the world. No, she's Brandon wonderful. is a man. Um, Honestly, Brandon I is probably... a cis man. Yeah, that's fair. cis white man. I'm so sorry. Um, here's the thing is that 
I designed something that had like the Superman logo inside the Adam shirt, and he really liked that. And then we just happened to pawn a booth that was had a bright orange shirt that it was had the, the Adam ugliest on it. fuck thing. But it I was, was like, the only Adam shirt. I was like, let's just get them this for him because you know, if anything, it's merch that has the Adam on it. Yeah, you don't see shit like that. And he's like, oh my god, it's so bright. Now I can direct traffic, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, course. you think you're funny now, don't that, you? That thing that you, you want to show. You want to fucking show Brandon? You're so funny. All right. You know what? Speaking of comedy, let's possibly, let's maybe fucking go back into our now Brandon Routh endorsed, technically. I hate this. Our our program endorsed by Brandon Routh. Brandon Vesuvius Routh. Stop. Oh, God. Full endorser of everything we have said on this show. Well, that's fair. We've said a lot of nice things about his penis. Yeah, here's the thing. Is that, like, my deepest fear is that he knows what I've said about his dick. But then it's also like, if you're him and you're like, oh my god, it's a show where two people talk about how talented and handsome I am, how big my penis is. Like, oh no, what a nightmare. Shut up. We've given you everything. I was half a virgin when I started this podcast. Okay. Moving on from the fucking nightmare that is my life. Yeah, no, this is... Let's this go is, into the nightmare that is... Um, New York, San, New York San, Comic Con. Fuck. San Diego Comic Con. Whichever Comic Con this is. Where are we? What year <laughs> what is year? it? God. Okay, so here's here's some fun here's observations. Here's a fun fact, listener. I'm really fucking tired. Secondly, here's... Here's a thing I kind of actually, I remember because Con, San Diego Comic Con has been going on for approximately 30 years now. And as it's been going on, I talked to Rachel about how I was feeling last year because last year I was so fucking burnt out on news. I was like starting to resent people posting shit. I'm like, shut the fuck up about whatever the fuck trailer just dropped. I hate you. And like, that's not a really fun or fair response because people are allowed to be excited. But I look back on it and I'm like, right, because I was just crazy overwhelmed because that's the other thing. Since San Diego Comic-Con is 90% like celebrity press, there is a ton of, it is information overload and everything comes out all at once. So you are just sort of, if anything, it's more stressful to not be at the con on, on years like that because it's all of the information from every panel and every every press conference and everything all at once and you aren't like stuck in one hall watching one thing so it got really exhausting because last year was like infinity war and justice league so it was a fucking nightmare the mcu wasn't really at like the big thing marvel is going on with this year is marvel rising which is a fucking which actually delight looks exciting, because yeah. now i can interact with um daisy johnson as quake without in like a fun way you know that i'm yeah. literally i'm literally planning to buy both of her dolls i'm, I'm just so gonna hold them to Kamala. my chest and I'm going to go, nobody loves you like I do. That's fair. Nobody am, understands. Like, I am I'm gonna so stroke her hair. hype. Um, anyway. I, I would also love, because that's the thing, is if this does well, I'm really hoping they do Kate Bishop. And uh, if they do Cassie and Kate dolls, I would fucking lose my mind. Yeah, I would. Um, I would, I would have 20. to buy one just to put in my mouth out of sheer joy. And yeah. then I would have to buy one to, like, actually have. have actually have. But, yeah, no. Um, and so that's, like, what I give a shit about and what Rachel gives a shit about. Cause dolls. We, dolls. Yeah. Dolls. Dolls and dolls. media for seven and eight-year-old little girls. But, like, good stuff. Yeah, um, like superhero girls. Looks DC superhero amazing. girls looks fucking tight. Um, um, unrelated, also Venture Brothers is looks also tight very on a completely fun. different animation. Venture Brothers note. So season seven is also coming out, and I was almost like, let's just talk about that. Let's yeah. just talk about the Venture here's, Brothers. Here's the thing: is I'm like they gave they keep they gave a date. At least and I'm like, the Venture Brothers has a fully planned uh, season, and it's all done and ready to go. Yeah. Here's the thing about okay, so here's the thing about here's Legends the thing, of and this Tomorrow. Is another thing: the we're... Legends will come out <laughs> tomorrow. I should cut that. I should die. That's really funny. The legends will come out tomorrow. It should be what we should be calling the fucking this podcast. Um, in any case, 
The other thing, as we were talking about how stressful last year was, another big thing about Legends specifically that had been bugging us mm-hmm. is last year, looking back, was a lot of empty promises. And I don't think yeah. it was deliberate, mind you. I don't think it was malicious. But there was a lot of hyping up of Sarah and Rip and a lot of other like minor things that just completely did not come to fruition at all this season, which is fine, but there was so much speculation and so much, like, we did so much last year of, like, what if it means this? What if they do this? What if this happens to do this and causes this? Like, we were overthinking it to a point where, at least I know in my case, I can speak for myself, I burnt myself out a little and got really frustrated. So with a disclaimer before we start going into what we heard from the, the interviews and the whatevers, um... None of this show, half of the season four trailer is clipped from the season three trailer. Like, this is a goddamn oh, anime. No, no, fucking no. Most clip of the show. season three trailer was season two. Yeah. Now so. they finally have some clips from season three that they can use for their season four trailer. So, eventually, if we give them 20 years, we might actually get to a point where their season trailer will actually have clips from their season. But they actually had one of the writers in the interviews. And from the way she was talking and from the way Phil was talking, they have, like, three things planned out. So we're not even going to bother speculating because yes. they clearly have no fucking idea and, where the season's going. Yeah. And that's okay. And with that being I'm just said, along for the ride. We're just along for the ride. And before, so before we really get into it, let's, let's pause for a word from our sponsors. If you're like me, you love hot dogs. Debatable. Okay, well, okay, you can't say that. Uh, oh, right, yeah, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm not a very good sponsor. I absolutely love having hot dogs in there. They're <laughs> phenomenal. And there's nothing I love more than Stop. pork. Stop, Pork entrails in Not cases. all hot dogs are pork. I ate kosher hot dogs for a very long time growing up. Oh, that's fair. That makes sense. See, there's multiple hot dogs. From there's all kinds of hot dogs. Now, what would you do if I told you you could have them delivered to your door? I would tell you that's incredibly stupid because the bun would get really soggy. Well, they the don't. They don't get soggy. <laughs> that's With because bun of this revolutionary new service, bun and done. Bun and done. Hot dog delivery. <laughs> Hot dog delivery service for the modern age. Hot dog. So, you know how, like. You know how, like, no one delivers hot dogs? You know how sometimes you just want a hot dog? And you don't have a grill. And you don't have a grill. And you don't have a, you don't have a pack of hot dogs. You know here's how, the, here's you know how annoying it is, listener, when you have eight hot dogs in a pack and six hot dog buns in the bag? Well, here's the thing. is when I buy a pack of hot dogs, I'm going to eat, like, maybe two. And then I'm going to put it back in the fridge, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'm going to have to eat more hot dogs at a later date, but I don't want to. I just want to You put them back in the two- fridge? Put them in the freezer. What are you doing? Okay, here's the thing. I no longer have to worry because with Bun and Done, I place an order on the app. And it delivers hot dogs sort of to my area. You sometimes have to go find them. But they're usually... To, they'll bury them in a treasure box in your area. Yes. You get to go have the So here's experience. the thing. You tell them your area, they put the hot dogs in a treasure chest, and they bury them somewhere near where you live. And then you have to go dig them up. It helps to bring a dog with you, incidentally. <laughs> Just that Not or, because it's a hot dog service, but because they will be able to smell it from yes. where they are. With the premium service, though, you can just have the hot dogs chucked directly through your window in the middle of the night. And this provides you a hot dog experience like no other experience. Now, you might be wondering, don't hot dogs just fucking, aren't they just going to flop against my window? Kind of. Well, obviously, it's packaged in a box. It's tied to a brick. (laughs) Brick roasted hot dogs is a delicacy, I will have you know. No, it's not cooked on the brick, it's just tied to The hot dog, the raw, uncooked hot dog. We're not doing a very good job of selling our sponsor. Our sponsor, fun and done. Go to bunanddone.com. Hold on, I need to check that really quickly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. It's like the Campbell's soup ad that just goes to Bad Dragon. That's a thing for some fucking okay, reason. Okay, go to bunanddone.com to start your order today. Oh, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> 
really excited. We've got a lot of sponsors. Here's the thing: is the only thing that I think we can maybe get a Crunchyroll sponsor out of like pity, um, for all of my shitty references, and then we could get like a Bad Dragon sponsor because I think they would just be like, I fucking guess. I fucking well, Extreme Restraints advertises on the Bim Bam, so like there was hope. Um, but I don't want to be a Bad Dragon influencer. Fuck! I don't want to have to do that. I don't know what I don't. I'm not. Nobody's forcing you into this life. Nobody asked. You offer. I was thinking about. Oh my god! Have we discussed the subject at hand? It's fucking. Here's no. the thing. How the fuck are we supposed to talk about no. legends at Comic Con when the only things we need the to know? The only thing. Here's the thing. Is you know soft. what? Here's the thing. And here's the thing. Is Raynor... my bad dragon? No, 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 no. Because my bad dragon plot plug was relevant. <laughs> plot plug. My my bad dragon comment was relevant because when they asked them for some plot details, Matt Ryan just started screaming horny. Alright, so they said, can you give a teaser? And Matt Ryan, who I'm sure thinks he's the most clever person uh-huh. in the world, said, I can tell you the first episode will be horny. And apparently he meant thorny, like no, sleeping beauty stuff. No, she meant horny. She heard thorny. And like then sleeping the, beauty stuff. The entire, so the interviewer heard thorny <laughs> because here's the problem. Here's something I observed from watching the Legends of Tomorrow cast in interviews. I don't know if... <laughs> So do you know the Onion headline, Everything a Goddamn Ordeal in Area Family? That is effectively legends. If you come from a family with a lot of big personalities, you understand what it's like to just fucking constantly be talking over you each other. You just want to give someone a talking and stick nobody, upside the And head. nobody understands what the real point of this no. is. And you're all having like 15 different conversations. That's watching. That's me trying to get through Legends interviews. That's also us recording this podcast sometimes. Yeah, but there's only two of us. There's so only two fine. of us. It's not as bad. But I'm like, hey, first off, I'm deaf. So this is super ableist. Um, Secondly... It's like, and also genuinely, so the videos Ryan's weren't like, captioned. Matt Ryan, well, because they're so new that like, uh, and that's the thing is that YouTube's automatic captioning takes time, which is a yeah. problem. Anyway. So the thing is, is that Matt Ryan says, I can tell you, let me try to do a Matt Ryan voice. I can tell, I can. I can tell you what I it is. I can tell you, governor. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hello, I'm television's Dominic Purcell, and I can tell you the upcoming episode is going to be horny. And then, and then the interviewer says, oh, you mean, like, Briars and, like, Sleeping Beauty? And, she was just frantically trying to And then to they said, it. no, horny. And the entire Legends cast just started yelling, horny, at her. <laughs> horny. Like, maybe they were trying to help her correct I her, don't remember anything else. Or maybe they were just else. screaming horny. Like, that is the, like, this poor woman. Stop really, saying herpes. Who, who really was. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what we've done with our summers. We're we've 10, had a Yu-Gi-Oh! Years old. We've had a Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series rewatch. Okay. And that was about, I think that's as relevant to the Legend Season 4 plot as anything they said. Pretty much. Uh, okay, here's what's really important. Is that Amaya? Amaya. That's the, literally the only thing that matters. Uh, Maisie will be playing a new character named Charlie. Charlie Kirby. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because <laughs> if he hears this one day. Because like, we, we know him personally. He's going to be upset. Okay. And if so he gets upset, playing... you can tell him it's Charlie Kirby that did this podcast. <laughs> he recorded this. Oh, God. Okay. Except for Charlotte. Okay, here's the thing. Oh God! I, I can't. Okay, here's can't the best function thing. Function as a human here's, fucking being. Here's the best thing about Maisie, just like as a person, is Jess. I think it was Jess who asked her if she would yeah. rather do musical theater or theater, and she looks at her for a second because she's from Oxford and she's very smart. She goes, "Musical she, theater is theater." Yeah, she does that, and then like Jess goes, "Like no, 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 like just like regular theater." And so um, and then Maisie goes, "Oh, so straight theater," and then gives the biggest gayest fucking smile directly to the camera. Maisie and I'm just Richards like, and Sellers. Here's all you need to. Here's all you need to know about Maisie Richards and Sellers. She has the largest and most powerful gay energy I have ever seen Which in my life. Which is great, because she's, like, very She's tall. very small. She's very tall. Very, she's a tiny little angel. She's so tiny. Here's the thing. It's like, they had... Okay, so here are the interviews I've seen. They had the, the one, one where they were where all they screaming did, horny at this the, poor The one woman. where they were all screaming horny, which was actually a pretty thorough, decent interview. 
correct? I believe that was that was, was that also the one where they were like petting Nick? That was the one where they were petting Nick. Yeah, they I were know. just like petting Nick and he looked we'll way in... too smug about it. Here's the thing about Nick Zana. When he wears a hat, he looks like he's 21. He looks like He looks like he's a fucking He, he looks, looks like, like he's, he's a sandlot. He looks like he's about to be a guest star in fucking um Saved by the Bell. Not Saved by the Bell. What's the show that isn't that's run by the skateboarder where they watch web clips? Tony Hawk's Pro no. Skater 2. I don't fucking no. know. No, he looks like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yeah, like as a person. Um, um it's on MTV. I don't know. I don't I watched what? I don't know. I don't watch I you know I don't watch like things. He looks like he should be a he looks like he should have been on Jackass. He looks like he's a fucking member of Limp Bizkit. It's just Nick. That's it. Nick, That's the Nick, point. That's we, what... we love you. You're wonderful because if you're listening, I'm going to fucking kill myself. I have a god and you're probably wondering if you don't want them to hear this, why do you do it? And like I don't want God to see what I'm yeah. doing, but I'm still on this that's fucking also planet. Genuine. That's that's very bold and very true. But this is also a weird era to me as someone who's been creating fan work for like such a long fucking time. Um, this new era of actually wanting the people who create the original content to yeah. see your fan work is terrifying. We because won't. I'm like, no, I don't ever want them to see this. This is How not for you? people in, actually involved in the work. It's no. for fans of the work because we are fans of the work. Yes. So stop listening to this podcast, Brandon. Secondly, <laughs> um... The important thing about Maisie is that she's very beautiful and also the fact that she's just playing a straight up new character from the sound of things, which I don't necessarily trust because this is legend. So they're probably just gonna be like, just kidding. It was Maya like undercover. But the fact that they're doing magical creatures this season seems like they're trying to do like a fantasy men in black thing where they're like trying to catch like magical creatures that have crossed over from the hole that Malice left in the space-time continuum because like whatever oh right that brings us back to the other good thing from that horny interview is that they asked poor brandon to no that was that was the first part of the et interview so there were two parts there was the interview they did on facebook live where they had to ask each other like which like the would you rather stuff like what pick a thing like Mm -hmm. ari apples or oranges apples ari boobs or butts the number six or the number nine nice nine (laughs) thank you god damn it okay so the fact that they, and so the first part of that interview was them going, so can you catch us up to what happened last season? And everyone just looks at Brandon. Everyone looks at Brandon. And like, as they're interviewing Brandon, you can literally see fucking Tala and Nick and Dominic talking to Phil Clemmer in the background and giggling. And I'm like, uh-huh. do you mind? He's trying to give a fucking interview. <laughs> yeah. First off, children. So what? The, the adult is fucking speaking. The Hello. only adult in this room. <laughs> But also and then watching they're like, him so where the season's going from here? Who wants to tell us? And Phil goes, Brandon? And I'm like... <laughs> You're right! The, it's, like, didn't Phil... Yes, Phil, Phil said something that we like, really upped our own stakes and there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, wow, it sure would be... It would be... It's a good thing that you're not someone who has direct control over the way the show goes and the direction in which it progresses and the content that appears in it. That would be crazy I'm talk, gonna, executive producer Phil Clemmer. I'm gonna... Like, it's like, it's like, mother, like, the fact that they were like, what's gonna happen next season, and a writer from the show and the executive fucking producer are sitting there, and they both just go, huh. The what? (laughs) Brandon? Somebody, somebody said, I, I would have, if I was there, asked the question, like, hey, what are you gonna do about the clone arc? And then Phil Clemmer would have said to me, the fucking what? (laughs) We did a what? I could tell him anything happened in this fucking show, and he would take me at face fucking value. Remember when I came out as Malice, and I was in a, um, unicorn onesie? Yeah. Remember when Bebo fought Dio and 
strewn into the bottom of the fucking okay, ocean. Okay, you get you get one more. I do not get you get one more, and, and I'm kicking you out of my home. <laughs> Three strikes and you're out. Anyway, my point being, um, here here's another thing we're gonna talk about. This is all of your faults, all of you listeners. This is your fucking. Wait, what fault. are we blaming? Bebo, here's the thing. I am so tired of having to to engage with this unappealing, lumpy little fuck. And you, <laughs> you all did this. His you, name. <laughs> Stephen Amell. How dare you? That is. That I is, would honestly. I would rather I would, have. I would rather I would, Bebo. Star I would Arrow. rather Bebo for infinity than ever Stephen Amell. That's fair. But like, let's pretend. Like, let's pretend Stephen Amell just he can't doesn't even exist grow facial bit. hair correctly. It's such a shame. Well, that's that's also true because Bebo can't even have like stuff correctly. Um, his pot, his plush pile is just awful, guys. If you have a stuffed animal with hair that long, it's getting in your fucking mouth. It's getting matted. It's getting greasy. It's gonna yeah, look it's so fucking nasty after that, ten like, minutes. It's the kind of pile also, that like uh, jargon. Pile is basically the amount of hair or fur attached to um a piece of the the mesh fabric that keeps that like fur or hair locked into place. So if something with a high pile has a higher density of fibers per square inch. So what I'm saying is, is that Bebo has like this god awful fucking hair that would get so fucking ratty if any child actually wanted to tote this thing around. It like, really should have been awful. like a soft plush. Yeah. And I mean, the eyes are kind of like, it just, there's nothing about, it is literally like a weird amalgam of like Furby and Tickle Me Elmo, but it took the worst components from both of those and then made a toy out of it. Listen, and I the fursuit of... version of it is just like, a, just yes. so, oh, so here's, uncanny. Oh, I for, I'm so sorry. Let me let me lay down a couple of elements here. Number one is that personally, um, I kind of, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Bebo design. Yeah. And also as a Jewish person, I'm never going to say something like praise Bebo or like it's worship so him as a god. It's so it's really fucking weird. embarrassing. That's really weird to me. It's really weird. Like guys, <laughs> as, it's as embarrassing. A, as a person, and like I get it's because like the Vikings did it, but then also as like a member of the oldest non-atheistic religion in the world. And kind of also, like, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't really, you know. The, it's very no. uncomfortable for me. I don't, no. I can't really put my finger on it. But like on a, like on a genuine like religious level, it's super uncomfortable. And also just on a genuine. It's like, also because I, there are like religions that are not monotheistic. So it's kind of like, making a fake pagan kind of it's, thing it's, out of You know what it is? It's that fucking flying spaghetti monster ass shit. It I'm is not exactly I'm not that. fucking doing that shit again. I am absolutely old enough to remember that stupid fucking bitch. I am so goddamn If you goddamn are not inspired. old enough to remember that, please turn please off this podcast, this podcast and go to bed. Like, go, go to bed. It's like 11 o'clock where we are. Go to sleep. It's bedtime. Secondly, motherfucker, I am so, like, it's so embarrassing. And now they're running with it, so it's more embarrassing. And I am so tired of it. And he's this fucking serious But mascot. I'm honestly kind of happy with Bebo being the series mascot and them picking like one cast member yeah like, unless it was Maisie or Tala and being yeah. like this is our face claim yeah like, like you, you kind of have to take what you can get I guess but the other thing is that they had um and a fucking writer for the show confirmed this came out of production money to actually buy a fucking subpar Bebo fursuit. No fursuiter worth their salt would have made that shit. So they just got that, like, knockoff from somewhere. Like, that is not a fursuit. And I want to fucking know, first of all, who the fuck is balancing these goddamn books? Yeah, honestly. Second, which fucking writer you hated enough to make drive around in that thing because it's not going to be ventilated because but, I know no, you people. There's no way they built vents into it because that would have cost more money. Here's the thing, listener. On average, fursuits can cost anywhere from $2,000 to $15,000. They probably spent... 500 to 800 because have you met them and also it wasn't a writer for part of it it was adam 
doing it for the just for the panel or do we I think just for the panel oh, because God. I saw other photos of him I think during the day when so they were So he only taking... had to wear it for the panel, thank God. Yes. Um and then I said is Adam a furry and then Rachel called me anti-Semite, which is like valid because that's yeah. Um he doesn't deserve that. But my point being um where are we going with this? Maybe they maybe they're going to get a bad dragon sponsor if they're going to keep doing fursuits. I think Bad Dragon sponsors TV shows. We might find out. I guess. Um, the point Phil, is, is Phil, speaking you'll of... you'll make a mint. You'll make a mint, Philip. Speaking of, second, speaking of secondhand embarrassment when it comes to fan content, um, we're going to start with the good thing, though, is the fact that pretty much everyone who's been asked about Ava Lance was like, no, they're just going to be together again and happy. Like, we're not going to make them suffer. Which, like, legit, I completely thanks. got derailed about where the fuck... Um, amazing character is going, but right, we'll get we back, to, we'll that. Get back we'll get to that. Back to we're that. clearly not. We're not. You know, it's whatever. Name one subject <laughs> we've ever stayed on. Yeah, honestly. But it was really nice to see everybody like, no, we're not going to make them suffer anymore because like, that's stupid. And like, I respect that. That's legit really nice. And then when someone asked Katie, who is probably just, just, just on another plane of existence right now, um, she said, oh yeah, no, that ship has already sailed. And then got really confused when everyone sort of balked at her. And she was like, what? Doesn't that mean they're like canon or something? And then just watching everyone frantically try to explain to her what ship meant in terms of like a fan context. Like what? Made me want to die with such acute precision. I know I say it a lot, but I really and truly like I had to get up and walk around the room because I didn't know how to handle it. Because Incidentally, it, so did Brandon Routh. Yeah, that's fair. And like mood because I was- that I was, will say, I was kind of hoping Brandon and Courtney would be like seated next to each other and like putting their arms around each other more and I'm kind of mad that they didn't and I blame Phil personally. This is Phil's fault personally. And then like secondly, whoever was sitting them in one of the interviews put like Dominic in front of Courtney so you could barely see her and I'm like, that's mean. She's Whoever small, did this please. is a cyber bully IRL. Yeah. So like a real bully then. But my point being, um, kids today. <laughs> watching, watching, I, 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 whenever fan, whenever in, in, like, this is why I hate when I, why I don't really like when content creators engage with fan work because it leads to stuff like this. Well, I think what they also meant is that she did not understand what the metaphor that ship had sailed meant. Yeah. So like, this was just a colossal fuck up on like every level. But the point is, is that Sarah and Ava are going to be happy together, which is great because that means we can also just focus on other stuff like, uh, Maisie slash Charlie slash Amaya slash whatever. Okay. So point here's being. A, so she is, like, she described her as a rebel without a cause. Which is adorable. And here's the thing is that, like, you have to keep in mind, also, last year, Tala was sort of introduced and had, like, these three talking points that, like, kind of came to fruition and were kind like, of only relevant of... in her intro episode. Yeah. Like, here's the thing is they were like, she's a hacktivist. And I'm like, that's amazing. But we didn't really, like, we saw her repairing Gideon a lot. Yeah. And those skills came a lot in handy there, but I feel like wasn't they wanted really... to do something with Argus, but just did not have the fucking time to go back to that yeah. bad future shit because... Which is yeah. what I think they might try to do here, but who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. So she is, Charlie is, um... Possibly from the future, possibly from the magic dimension, possibly both. She's possibly a vampire mountain biking. Possibly a werewolf. Possibly also. a werewolf. And she toes the line between good and evil and is out for herself. And I'm like, okay, Which great. Is, yeah, so, that... the, so, she's, so she is just going to get wrapped in blankets until she agrees to be their friend. Uh -huh. And if she doesn't agree to be their friend, Nate will cry. And Nate then she will, will just so hard. And then she's just going to make a face and be like, fine, okay. Because Ray's going to be like, no, please, he's sensitive. He's so sensitive. He's so sensitive. Oh, yeah, we're going to meet Nate's dad, who I'm ready to uh, throw in a wood chipper. Who I'm just going to be blaring an air horn every time he speaks. Because, like... 
here's the thing is we've talked at, at very long length about how Nate Haywood is a trans character. Uh, having a bad relationship with your dad is trans culture. It's true. And um, I am so worried about him. Um, someone please like look after my boy. Um, and also the fact that when they kind of pushed him a little bit about Amaya, Nick said about Nate and Amaya's relationship that like Nate is heartbroken, but for things that aren't just about the relationship. So I'm like, oh God, what happened this time? Is it because Nora's on the ship now and Ray's spending time with her? Um, Can't. So that'll be fun. Nick Zano blink twice if Steel Wave is going to be canon. Heritage moments and gay jealousy. <laughs> um, it's going to be Nate this whole season. Um, but that's the thing is, is also the fact that there was a unicorn shown in the trailer and... As you know, Ari, I have known <laughs> last unicorn scholar. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the amount of times I've referenced it on this fucking Honestly, one of your sleeve that you get is probably going to be last unicorn. There's going to be part of it. I've been thinking, I want to do, I want to do a lot of pieces. Yeah, I'm we're, like, we're I'm, starting to get tattoos. We haven't got, we're, we're starting to do tattoos. I'm like way too... We'll, we'll update you guys as my that body, My skin is going to be like worth like $60,000 worth of tattoos by the time I'm done with it. And incidentally... What kind of coat do you think that would sell for? Well, I was actually thinking like when you, di- like when I die, I'm honestly like skin that tan that and hang that in a museum somewhere i put i paid good fucking money for those i'm not burning that shit if i get anyway no you do that no that's seriously like a thing there's like in especially like in in japanese um japanese tattooing was like an art unto itself because they would get like full body like fucking neck to feet tattoos so people would occasionally allow that like skin like that art to be taken off their bodies after death and preserved what can i do with the rest of your organs don't eat them can i just have them i mean like yeah if you need them Okay, cool, thanks. I don't know what my blood type is, though, so we, no, we should fine. probably check that. I'm, I'm O, it's fine. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so then you're fine. I'm a universal donor. Nice! Does, um, wait, or does that mean, that means that I have to have O or AB? No, AB is a universal acceptor. That means that if you're AB, you can essentially have anything put in you. Mm-hmm. But O is O is, O is... Hey, who knows about blood? I yeah. sure don't. I, yeah, I know. I, I just like skin. No, I, I don't. We've been doing this for 45 but, fucking minutes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Okay, anyway, so how much we is, have... Here's we the thing. have also a fun announcement, which, I mean, oh, we this do. is not, this is not breaking. This is not, like, new or anything, but... It is? Ramona Young has been cast as yes. our fun new werewolf character named Alaska Yu. I'm gonna probably call her Alaska Thunderfuck at some point, and I yeah, apologize. We're good. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That's... Um, you is YU. Yes. And I'm really, really excited to bring her on this show. I know, she looks lovely. Um, here's the thing, is that if she is a werewolf and Charlie is a werewolf and they're like soulmates, I will change Phil Clemmer's name on the Wikipedia page, which you know I am the sole editor of. Like, literally. To Phil Big Dick Clemmer. He can have that he can, we'll, we'll, for a price. We'll, we'll let him have this. But, um, I am really excited to see if And I will change Maisie... it from Phil Toucan Sam. <laughs> no, it's right now it's Phil Cool Shades Clemmer, but I'm probably gonna change it. <laughs> but my point, our point, aside from the fact that we're vandalizing... Phil Baby Soft Clemmer. No, that's weird. Oh that's weird. God! Anyway, my point, my point is... Phil Kristen Chenoweth Clemmer. I'm gonna fucking kill I don't know. He I does just... look like a male version of... He looks like a male version of Christian Chenoweth. I like it. I like it for him. I don't like... I, I'm very... I'm like... Chris... Phil was so... Christian Chenoweth Here's what's good about ass. this year. Here's what's so great about this year. Is Phil, Phil has just Clemmer accepted it. was so exuberant <laughs> just... about Mark Guggenheim not being there. He's so happy. It was... His joy was my joy. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was palpable. 
Um, and you could tell that everybody was happy about it because Katie was like, "Hey, we could bring Katie Cassidy on the yeah, list." Yeah, Katie. Fuck Katie Lots was like, "This is a comedy talking about my dead dad." R.I.P. Quentin Lance. Oh, R.I.P. and fucking piss Quentin Lance. <laughs> See you in hell, bitch. And then, and, and then, then she was immediately like, "Like, but we could bring Black Siren on any time." We totally want to bring Laurel on, and I'm like, "Yeah, me too." The fuck. Um, that being said, I also feel like Nate's heartbreak might be from the fact that, like, if, uh, if Maisie and, uh, like, I keep wanting to call her Ch- Maisie, if Charlie and Alaska are, like, are in a relationship at the start of, like, they're, mm-hmm. like, they, they're, like, girlfriends on the run from, uh, fucking Well, hell. no, we know, because I know from the leaked casting footage of Alaska uh-huh. that, I mean, maybe that's not what her actual audition was. Mm-hmm. But she's like a romantic, head in the clouds, and I think she accidentally gets turned into a werewolf, and now she's like, what do I do? And the legends are like, I don't fucking know, we got bunk beds. We got bunk- you, you lost possum? You want, you want a, car? a car? They're like, I don't know, you like weed? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And they're like, sure, come on board. Yeah. And they were like, so, you know, if she and Charlie start dating, Nate's gonna start having die-ins in the fucking Well, here's room. the thing, is that I just love the idea of Zari, like, because here's the thing, Cause is then Nate and Zari Charlie, also Charlie sounds a lot like who Zari was sort of introduced as, as someone yeah. who's sort of lost and out for herself and doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. And it would mean a lot to me if Zari was like, hey, when I was like you, Amaya sort of helped me find myself and realize my own value. Yeah. And I'm going to do that for you. And then I'm also going to chop off all my hair and eat it. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna die. Which is great, because, like, Nate is also, also... Because Nate is so fucking needy and clangy, and that's not acting, Nick. I see you. <laughs> that's not acting, Nicholas Dano. <laughs> so that being said, um, I feel like it's also gonna be that, which would be so sweet. I really want to see Zari sort of, like, in her position, like, in Amaya's position when Amaya had, like, helped I, her. I, but I'm also, also kind of like... Nate is just gonna lay, like, a blanket on top of Charlie and not get up. I just, I just know that Mick is gonna say something like... Like, because he said when Zari stole from them, he was like, I like her. Yeah. I know that he's going to say something like that about Charlie, and Charlie's going to go, oh, thank you. And Mick's going to just fucking back. And Phil Clemmer said, hey, remember how you nixed Mixon because you were a fucking coward? Well, guess what? Now she's even sexier and more morally ambiguous, so you have no... You have nowhere to hide, Dominic. You have nowhere. Yeah, yeah Dominic you... Purcell's gonna break character and go look in the camera and go, "I can't fucking do this. I just, I'm, t- I just fucking can't." I'm Leonard. I'm the ghost of Leonard Snart Ealing. How many times do I have to kill you before you stay away from my husband? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Please God. God. Please God. God. Damn yeah, I can't. It. And here's the thing: is like I haven't heard anyone mention of Wentworth, but I'm kind of like, yeah, he's probably gonna show up for a cameo. I think he's gonna show up for a cameo every season. Yeah, well, I... he was actually on the first season. But yeah, then... and then and then I think and you know it's the sort of thing where I'm like, no, they need to beg to get him to come back because they didn't they he got he got done dirty i missed him so much but he got done dirty um the point of this being is that no one knows what's happening with season four but it is just a such a genuine delight to see all of these fucking morons who this are so cast high. is such a delight this cast is such and here's and here's another breaking news uh, Katie Lotz didn't say anything inflammatory today. Hey! So I'm calling this a victory for yeah, all of us. No, I'm shaking is, your hand. This is a victory for civil rights. Huge <laughs> win in the battle of ideas. Anyway. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> anyway, that being said, we do love, well, I mean, people should appreciate Maisie more. If we're not going to keep most of it, I'm yeah. just going to be like, yeah, people should appreciate Maisie more. She's fucking great. Maisie Richardson's um, I'm really happy that, I'm actually kind of surprised that Charlie's a whole new character because to me that just says we loved Maisie so much we wanted her to stay yeah, on the show. Yeah, exactly. And that's nice. I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'm also going to be, I kind of expect them to either pull like a, she was secretly, secretly Amaya, Amaya the whole yeah. time or she's Amaya but she has amnesia yeah, or I'm, something I'm like that. I'm expecting some shit like that. Or they might not because who, like who knows? Who knows? They sure as fuck don't. No, they have no fucking clue. 
Um, so with that said, I don't even want to speculate because it like wound us up so much last mm -hmm. year and I got so like fucking exhausted. So like, I'm not doing it. So what I'm going to say is this cast is so much fun. I am so happy Courtney got promoted to a regular. Mm -hmm. She is such a goddamn delight. And she's and fucking pretty. I will also say Courtney is, um, so Courtney is half Mexican. Mm -hmm. She's been very vocal about it, especially recently. She's a huge proponent of immigrate, of, um, Fair immigration and immigrants' yeah. rights. and open Doing work. better yeah. by immigrants, basically. Yes. And so with her and now with the addition of Ramona, who's going to be a regular, mm -hmm. that is for women regulars on Legends of Tomorrow that are women of color. And that's the thing is that I don't know if they're ever going to have Nora be anything other than white. And so I don't want to really, like, it's comment the sort on of thing that where, directly because yeah. that's not really, you know, how... DCT, like, look at what they did with one. Or, like, they have a really bad history of that. But Courtney herself is very proud of her identity. And, and that so matters. That's something I wanted to mention. Yeah. Because I heard someone be like, oh, they just cast another white woman. And I'm like, she's not a white woman. No. And, um, but then we still have, like, f all four male mains are white. And Katie and, and Jess are. And one of them is Italian, which counts as a double hate crime. Um... <laughs> And Dominic Purcell is the Australian on holiday who knows everybody. He does. And Despite they, only being there and three they, days. They loved him so much. Everybody loves the Dominic The delight Purcell. of San Diego Comic-Con is watching all of them. It's like watching those fucking nature videos of like lion cubs climbing on their dads and their dads just look ready to die. Like he is so tired and like Brandon is like draped over him. Everyone's bugging him for attention. And he looks like your tired dad that had to chaperone your younger sister to a Taylor Swift concert. He is in hell. She's saying that because a friend of mine has an older fiance who's like oh no I was saying that because my dad had to take my sister to oh, Swift I was saying that because my, my friend who's a couple years older than me she's 28 I guess her fiance is oh my god he's old now he's probably in his late 30s he's a which is great he's, crypt. He's, 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 a, he's the crypt keeper but he's very sweet he's really great yeah Mazatov, they're getting married. He's so great that he took her to a Taylor Swift concert and was the oldest non-parent person there. Like, that's love. That's love. Um, <laughs> that being said, what was the point of this right? Nick Zano was a mess. Um, Did we fucking... How long have we been... We've been doing been, this for 56 fucking anyway, minutes. Um, anyway, if you, enjoy you, our if you work on new... this show, please don't fucking listen to this. It's yeah. gonna ruin everything for stop all it. of us. Stop it, stop it, stop don't it. Don't interact with fan content. Don't stop interact it. with my smut. Get off my blog. Stop Stop, don't call stop. me. Don't contact my mother. <laughs> I will not be re reading replies to this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, essentially. Anyway, that being said, um, you know, I really miss this. We really, I know, yeah. I'm sorry. I know we said we were going to do a lot of stuff. It's been a You've really been tough. You've been swamped with work. I work full time at a daycare, which basically means I don't have free time. Um, and Rachel's been busting her ass doing like 50 billion different fucking things. Um, I work at a tech startup. Yeah. So basically. And we have. 10 costumes for Dragon Con. We have Con so many fucking Con To costumes. prepare. So, so I'm not been really sure listening. you're going to hear from us I'm going to be way. honest. Yeah. It's Until the show, but we do love you. We want to We love your more. asks. Yes. We want to do more. We're really going to try, but I don't want to make any promises because I always feel shitty when I can't keep them. Ouch. Um, but I always feel shitty when I can't keep them and you deserve us being honest. Like we're, we're sorry. We really, we do have these plans. We have things we want to do. It's just going to take us some time to get there. We do plan on creating non like legends of tomorrow specific content between the two of us. But right now we're just swamped and we're trying to find ways to make this work. I'm trying to find a new job on top of all that. Cause I just graduated. So it's a fucking mess right now. That being said, we really do love your asks. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, you can find us on Tumblr. Ra yeah, Rachel's and I and I post that info yeah. on the SoundCloud page, so just yeah. check that. So you can always come and say hi. You can always ask us questions, and we'll do our best to answer, even if it's not over the podcast. 
Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen. We hope you're excited for season four as we are. And uh, have a good night, listeners. Do we have an ending bit? We need. Okay, have a good night, listeners. We're working on an ending bit. Don't worry. That Those hot dogs through the window, they're coming for you. <laughs> oh my god! This hot dog's for you, baby! <laughs> good night, especially to Phil Clemmer. He's very soft. Stop it! <laughs> Jesus.